I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Okay, let me, I've got to share something here that is just unbelievable to me, okay? To think that this would happen by natural selection or survival of the fittest is just nuts to me, okay? And that's the thing about brain states. We talked about brain states in the foundational material. You have delta, theta, alpha, beta, gamma brain states. Well, the first six, eight, ten years of life, depending on the person, is the only time in your life that you live in delta theta brain state. You never do that any other time, no matter what. But you always do it those first years of life. And then, after that ends, we go to live primarily, at least when we're awake, in a beta brain state. Well, beta is the, the brain state primarily of stress, okay? Delta theta is not. That's a non-stress state, okay? So what's so terrific about this? The thing that's terrific is I believe that those first four, five, six, seven, eight, ten years of life, we are supposed to be living in seek pleasure and avoid pain. That's when we're learning, that's when we're most likely to die by some accident. And we're basically supposed to be living in the first law. If I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I get bad. All right? And But that child is built so that in spite of that, in spite of living in that law system, the child has a natural, powerful defense against stress. If they didn't, they'd probably be stressed all the time and sick all the time and, and all that sort of thing. They're not, or they're not nearly as much, because they're in a non-stress brain state, delta theta. Okay. Well, once we get to 8, 10, every once in a while, 12 years old, depending on the person, for the rest of our life, we switch out of Delta Theta, which has this natural protection against stress, into the primary stress brain state. Now, why would that happen? Why wouldn't we just stay in the non-stress state our whole life? Because when we get to that place, 8, 10, 12, that is when we are supposed to move from the first law, if I do good, I get good, if I do bad, I get bad, the laws of nature, you reap what you sow, stimulus response, karma, all of that, okay? But now you're capable of not living there, but with your mind and your heart choosing to do what you believe is right in your heart regardless of the results. In other words, now you're capable of making a decision to live in love rather than in what's in it for me.
And it may actually be for each person the very day they're capable of doing that. They switch from the protected brain state to the unprotected brain state. All right? But here's what happens. When the adult, whether it's at 8 or 80, does make that full, forever, no matter what, commitment to live in love as best I can in the present moment, giving up the end result from an inward state of love, joy, and peace, when that happens, that is an anti-stress place to live. So now, even though I may be in beta brain state a lot, I'm still not stressed because I'm living, I'm choosing, and, my, and because I mean it and have really fully committed to it, my unconscious allows me to live here. Well, this is the state that decreases stress, that automatically gives you positive thoughts, feelings, actions, behaviors, all that. Okay? So, if I make that choice, once I'm capable of it, whatever that age and day is for me, if I do make that choice, then I'm still protected. Because now my hypothalamus is not picking up a fear signature, it's picking up a love-based signature and shifts me to here. Now, if I get to 6, 8, 10, 12, and just keep right on living, seek pleasure and avoid pain, what's in it for me, which is what almost everyone I've worked with over the last 30 years does, whether they're 10 or 80, all right? Guess what? Now I'm in physiological stress right here because I'm not protected anymore. So I haven't really changed my philosophy of life. It was seek pleasure, avoid pain then, and it was supposed to be then, and it's seek pleasure, avoid pain now, but now I've reached the age where I'm supposed to make the other choice to live in love and live here. Well, isn't that absolutely remarkable that our very mind and unconscious and heart and spirit are built, programmed so intricately that those first years of life I'm protected when all of us live in seek pleasure, avoid pain, and that first law, but then when I'm capable, when I'm to the age that I can reason and, and decide what I want for my life, not just what's happening to me right now in the day, and I can look long-term, not just short-term, uh, delayed gratification, not just instant gratification, that if I don't choose that and keep going by seek pleasure and avoid pain, then I start living here where I haven't been living probably because my brain was protected from this state because I was in Delta Theta. But now that I'm not, if I don't make the love choice, continue right on the way I've been living, then now I start to experience this, which is exactly what happened to me in my life. Up until I went to school, I would say my life was idyllic, almost you know, Willy Wonka almost kind of stuff, okay? My dad didn't have any hobbies. I was his hobby, 
He was my best friend. My mom was wonderful. I mean, yeah, we, I had some bad stuff happen, but in general, once I started to school, oh goodness, everything started to crash. Well, in addition to being dyslexic and things that would have contributed to that, I also I know that I kept living in seek pleasure and avoid pain. I can remember those days. Well, that means maybe for the first time in my life, instead of living in delta theta brainwave state, a non-stress state, once I started to school, I started living in this state as well because I'm no longer protected from it and I'm still choosing what's in it for me. Seek pleasure, avoid pain, action reaction, stimulus response, karma, etc. So, boy, the, the, the phrase from uh, the Bible, the phrase from ancient manuscripts, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, oh my goodness, this is genius. So, if you're living here today, it's because you just kept right on living the way you had those first years of your life, which is what almost everyone does. Okay? But now, I hope you will start to choose love regard in the, in the present moment and start to live here in a way that you didn't even experience consistently as a child. You were only protected from the negative. You didn't necessarily have all the positive like this. So I see it as a fabulous opportunity. Why would the unconscious mind release its number one prime directive to keep me physically alive? Why? Why would it do that? Because the only thing more important than death is love. Love is what this whole life is about. And that's all through here. Okay? So once you do understand it, get it, and fully commit to it forever, no matter what, even though you're going to make tons of mistakes, you've won. Game over. The referees blow their whistle. Alex wins. You win. So there's no reason anymore to prioritize keeping you physically alive. Now you're free to go and love and succeed. And, and now you start working the way you're built to work without malfunction or for sure without anywhere near as many malfunctions. Okay? So... That's the majority of the greatest principle. And so every day, I would let that be your prayer, your intention. Um, when when uh, you have thoughts and feelings that are contrary to that, I would turn them into a prayer. Even it, The exact same words. You don't have to change the words a bit, even if they're cuss words. God already knows you're thinking that or feeling it. Turn it into a prayer and ask that you be able to commit and fully start living love in the inward state, okay? And it will happen in my experience. Now, how long it takes, 
different for every person. But let me tell you this, if you get to six months or eight months and it hadn't happened yet and you start grumbling and being negative and it means it probably means you never fully committed in the first place. And so your your unconscious, your heart is not cooperating with you because you don't mean it. And the most dangerous thing your unconscious could do is release the safety features when you're not committed to love. Because as long as it as long as your unconscious keeps you alive physically, maybe tomorrow you will commit to love or a month, which is what life is all about. So that makes sense as to why that mandate would be to keep you alive unless or until you get to that point. Okay. Um, I came up with a few um, statements to try to help you a little bit as you move toward committing your life to living in love, not fear, um, grace, not law, not the three-step blueprint, decide what you want, plan to get it, put, not that, but letting God and love and supernatural power work through you to do the things you need to do, which means you're going to do them way, way better, okay? Um, now, there's seven of these, and in my experience, if you just sort of, as you pray about this every day, and your intention every day is to get to a place where you can fully commit and live this, these principles might help you in that. If they do, use them. If they don't, then don't worry about it. For these seven, the first sentence is really the principle, and then the rest of the paragraph or whatever sort of defines the principle, okay? So once you understand this, you can pretty much just forget this stuff and focus here because you already know this, okay? So number one, no matter what pain you're struggling with, it's not your fault, okay? This is the one people have trouble with the most. I, what do you mean it's not my fault? I remember doing it specifically 15 minutes ago. Not to God you didn't. In God's eyes and book, through His grace, no, that was not you that did it, okay? And you are a spirit. In, like Alex is a spirit inside a 165-pound flesh suit that Paul, I believe, called the old man and must be crucified and killed, all right? Almost all of my sin stuff comes from this 165 pounds of flesh. It gets cold, it gets hot, it gets hungry, it gets sexual desires, it, get, it wants stuff, it wants comfort, it, you know, all right? Well, that's not Alex. Alex is the spirit. That's the flesh, all right? So, no matter what you're struggling with, it's not your fault, okay? Once you are right with God. Number two, the internal always creates the external, never the other way around. So quit trying to purchase love, joy, peace, happiness by good things happening out here. It will never work. Create the love, joy, peace in here 
and your circumstances are going to start changing for the better on the road. Number three, what you really want most is not the external circumstance. It's the internal state of love, joy, peace in your heart and mind in the present moment. Remind yourself, this is the only thing that's really going to make me happy, content, fulfilled long term. Number four, what's in it for me, love, often looks like love on the outside, but it's really an attempt to use unhealthy control or convince another person to help you get the external or physical circumstances you think will make you happy. It's really manipulation, okay? Number five, your willpower fueled by fear and faulty programming is an insufficient power source for life and success. It'll never work. Not intended to work. You're unconscious a million times more powerful. You're going to lose that battle. The internal state of love, joy, and peace is a miraculous power source for life and success that virtually always works. Number six and number seven, and this is sort of a composite culmination of all of these statements. Living in love for the next 30 minutes as best you can, giving up external and physical results and circumstances will produce... Success and happiness beyond your wildest dreams, no matter what. Why do I say 30 minutes? I used to tell my clients, um, okay, commit to love in the present moment for the rest of your life. And it was just so overwhelming, okay? They couldn't do it. So then I started saying, okay, see if you can just do 30 minutes, all right, with God's help. And asking your heart to help you because you're trying to move toward that love, uh, complete commitment. Well, that worked a whole lot better and was not nearly as overwhelming. I got to tell you, sometimes I have to do one minute, okay? So whatever works for you. But don't think of the rest of my life. Think of the next five minutes or the next minute or the next 30 minutes, okay? And refocusing to live in love in the present moment as best I can from an inward state of love, joy, and peace, right with God. That's it. And if that is your intention and desire, and you take little inchworm steps every day, I believe, and I've experienced with many people over the last 30 years, that will happen for you at some point. And when it does, it doesn't matter how long it took because now you've won and you know you've won. You feel it. You feel, wow, this is not what I would have envisioned as my best success or my best life back whenever I started, but I know this is perfect for me and I'm, I am happy, I am fulfilled, I am content. Doesn't mean bad things won't happen or painful things won't happen. Which path is the path with no pain? The fear path or the love path? Neither one. They both have pain, all right? The difference is that by and large on the, on the fear path, the pain is meaningless. Where on the love path, it's meaningful. 
And we know love has pain because love suffers all things. We need to suffer all things if there wasn't pain. Okay? So, that's it. So, brings me back again to what do you want more than anything else right now? Honestly and truly. And, do you want this for your life and those you care about? Or this? And where are you now? Where have you been most of your life? And are you willing to give up the end results of your life to God, to love, live in the present in love, regardless of physical or external circumstances, or whether I get the results I want or not? I think that's called faith. Am I willing to step out on that limb? Because it can be the scariest thing in the world I've observed for so many of my clients to give up the pain, pleasure, end result. And that's what you have to do. But once you get there, I promise you this, you will never go back. And other people will ask you, what is going on with you? What, what, what are you doing? And you may say, well, I'm not doing anything. It's, yeah, you're doing something. And they want some of what you've got because they know they don't have that. What is it? love. All right. I hope that makes some sense. We will now be starting with number two and then three, four, five, six, etc. Spiritual laws of nature. This concludes number one, the greatest principle, which is the one that applies to everyone. Okay? So um, I hope I hope um, I was able to present this in a way that you understand it, are curious about it, are interested in it. The greatest joy of my heart could be to help you do it in your life. So thank you so very much and have a wonderful, blessed day.